Look at John chapter 8, verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. When we follow Jesus, the word given to us by God, we don't walk in the darkness with the people of this world. Right now, in the position that you are in at this exact second, you can walk in the light and know what to do and follow God in the midst of this exact period of time in your life by asking God for wisdom, for he promises to give wisdom to any one of us who ask it. To build your faith, look at James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. If you need to know what you are supposed to do at this exact moment, you as a believer in Jesus have the light of God to walk in. If you will ask God for wisdom, or he may have already given you wisdom in what to do, you might just need confirmation, which would be to ask God to confirm to you that the direction you are thinking of going is the exactly right direction for you to pursue. We don't turn to human beings to ask them for wisdom. We turn to God. Now, if God should bring a human to your mind, that would be fine to ask the human. But don't start out asking the human. Blessed is he that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Psalm 1. Nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, or the word of God. Lay up treasure in heaven. How? Pursue the scriptures that you have been given by God, specific scriptures. Each time God brings a scripture to your mind, it is a nugget of gold. Hold on to it, just like you'd hold on to a nugget of gold. Treasure it more than you would treasure rubies, for it's greater than rubies. We lay up treasure in heaven every time we take that scripture and look at it closely and do what it says to do and keep on doing that scripture. Then we lay up treasure in heaven. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Picture a great big elm tree planted by a river. It's drawing constantly from that river. It is not easy to knock down a tree like that. You are like a tree planted by the rivers of water 
When you take that word that has been given you by God and you meditate in it day and night and delight in it and treasure it and go that direction in your life. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. The one who delights in the law of the Lord, in the word of God, and meditates in his word day and night, he will be like that tree that is planted by the river of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the shaft which the wind driveth away. So this is the difference between those children of God who delight in the word of God and the other people who go through a form of religion but really don't delight in that word of God. That separates us. So Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. What do you think of when you think of the word Lord? The Lord is my shepherd. What does that mean to you? What do you think of? Do you think of a human being, someone in the shape and the form of a human being that's going to lead you? Or do you translate that word Lord to mean the word? For what that really means is the Lord, the word, he was the word in the beginning before he ever came to this earth in the form of a human. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And all things were created by him. See, you have to think of the Lord as being the word. For that's who he is, the word. A lot of times the songwriters will say things like, he leads you with his own hand. I always translate that to his own word, he leads me. Because that is really how he leads you. He doesn't put his hand down here and take you from place to place. You'll never get there that way. If that's what you're expecting in going forward, you're going to be sadly mistaken. But if you are following his word, that's a completely different matter. So you have to think of Jesus as he really is, which is the word. In the beginning was the word. John chapter 1. In the beginning, Jesus was the Word before he was ever Jesus. At one point in time, he came to earth in the form of a human, and he died for our sins. And he came as a human being because if he had come as an angel, which is higher than a human being, he could not have suffered in the flesh for us to pay for our sins. He had to suffer to pay for our sins. So he was Jesus for that period of time when he walked on this earth in the form of a human. But if you're seeing him that way right now, and when you see the word, the Lord is my shepherd, if you are thinking of a physical human being or a person in the form of a human being, you're going to miss the whole thing. 
because Jesus was the Word before he was Jesus. He is the Word before, during, and after. And he is the Word right now. So we translate it to say, when he says, I am the light of the world, he's saying, I, the Word, am the light of the world. He that followeth me, that follows the word that I give him, shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The question I have for you is this. What is the word that you have right now that takes you forward? I'm in a totally different place than you are because I'm 83 years old almost. You might be 20, you could be 40, you could be 60, but any of those ages are different from 83. And I have a specific assignment from God to exhort the church, which I'm doing on this podcast. To exhort means to urge earnestly by advice and warning. To exhort the church, Hebrews 10 says, Exhort them daily, and it also says, even more as you see the day of the Lord approaching. I'm quoting Hebrews 3 and Hebrews 10. Exhort one another daily. Hebrews 3. Hebrews 10. Exhort one another, and even more as you see the day approaching. I live by these two scriptures. These scriptures cause me to make these recordings daily, to exhort you in things of God, in the way of God. Now, let's start with what is the word that you have right now to go to use to go forward? Do you have a word? If you do not have a word, let me suggest that you look at James chapter 1, verse 5, which is the promise of God. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. So if you don't have a specific word right now, turn to God in prayer. Ask him to help you to go forward, to help you to see how to walk in the light what word to go in, what to do in your situation right now. Depend on God, trust in God to give you the direction that you need to go forward. See, I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to exhort the church. But you have a different life, a different assignment. And you might not have my assignment. Some people might have it. But you have to go forth in the word given you by the Spirit of God. What you have to do is look at something like James chapter 1 verse 5 and keep looking at it day and night until you really believe it. Do you really believe that if you ask God for wisdom on how to go forward, that he will give you that wisdom? Do you really believe this? You have to really believe it. So if you have any doubt whatsoever, 
take James 1.5. It's in black and white. It's not a vapor. It's something tangible that we can see. Look at it until you believe it. And then when you believe it, pray it. And ask God for wisdom to show you what you're supposed to do. Now, after you pray, what do you do then? I asked a young woman that one time. I said, well, what do you do after you pray? And she just looked at me like, well, I don't know. Well, if you ask anything according to the will of God, he will do it. That's what it says in 1 John chapter 5. If we ask anything according to his will, he will do it. Certainly he wants us to know how to go forward in the way of God from this day on. Certainly he wants us to walk in the light of his word, but we have to know which word we're going forward in. I'm going forward exhorting the church. But how are you going forward? What is the word you have? This is where you have to start. You have to start with the word that God will give you by his Holy Spirit. It can be a scripture, but it can also be a concept. I have given you a scripture, in my case, which I am using to go forward, and that's the scriptures in Hebrews 3 and Hebrews 10, where it says, exhort one another, and even more as you see the day approaching, because I have a spiritual gift of exhortation from God. I'm called in the offices of apostle prophet set in the church to help you. So it's my job to do this. But what about you? It can be a scripture that God gives you, or it can be a concept. For example, in 2020, I was considering reupholstering the seat of my 25-year-old car because I have had so many broken bones the last few years. And I thought maybe I could ride better in the car if the seat was upholstered. And as I thought on this, upholstering the seat of the car, the thought came to my mind, or you could just buy a new car. That was the Holy Spirit. How do I know? James chapter 3 verse 17 tells us how to recognize the voice of God after we pray. How to recognize the ideas that are from God after we pray. For the devil can send you ideas. The idea can be your own desire or it can be from the Spirit of God. We want to always choose the one that's from the Spirit of God because obviously that is going to be the right way for us to go. So how did I know that was the Spirit of God? One of the first things that tells me the Spirit of God is it's easy to be entreated. I'm quoting from James chapter 3, verse 17. God says, his yoke is easy, his burden is light. Would it be easy for me to have bought a new car? Yes, indeed, because I just sold a house in Texas. The money was sitting there in the bank, just waiting until God showed me anything or something to do. I had plenty of money 
to pay cash for a new car and still have a substantial amount of money, I think substantial, about $145,000 left after buying a new car. That, to me, is a substantial amount of money in my position at this point in life because I don't owe anyone anything, and I live in the home of one of our church members. So I don't have to pay for house or upkeep or anything. So to me, I had a substantial amount of money to work with, and I did not have to be concerned about paying cash for a car. Now, I would not have gone in debt for a car. For the past 45 years, God has taught me to get out of debt and stay out of debt. I did get out of debt about 50 years ago and pursued staying out of debt. And I have not been in debt since that time. So I would not go in debt to buy a car. But I found it very easy to buy a car because of the sale of the house in Texas where I had been living. And I could pay cash for it. That's one way I know it's the Holy Spirit. So after we pray, recognizing the wisdom that is from God, recognizing which idea is from God. If you look at James chapter 3, you will see it defined on how to know the wisdom of God. We'll start at verse 14. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. So if you are in a situation where you've been striving with someone, envying someone, first you've got to get rid of that. How do we do that? Turn to God in prayer. I'm going to suggest Psalm 51 verse 10. David prayed, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. So get your own heart fixed immediately. If you have any envy or strife, for you'll only have confusion and every evil work. But if your heart is free from envy and strife right now, after you pray about going forward, the ideas that come can pretty much be measured by James 3.17. But the wisdom that is from above, the ideas that are from above, are first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. The primary thing that shows me if the idea is from God is, can I afford to pay for it? Can I afford to do this? Will this put me in debt? If it puts me in debt, no, I don't believe it's from God. But if I can pay for it, have money left over, handle it easily, and if I don't have any debt, I would easily think it's from God to go that way. Another thing that shows me the wisdom from God 
is if you are thinking of doing something that is extremely complex and hard to do. I don't believe that's the plan of God. You might have the way of God, but not see how to do the way. I just don't believe it's the plan of God if it is terribly difficult and complicated. Everything I have ever seen from God is easy. Matthew chapter 11, let's turn to that. Jesus the Word, speaking to us. Verse 28, Matthew chapter 11. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come unto him, how? Pray. Pray to God for wisdom, just like I showed you at the beginning of this podcast. Ask God for wisdom. Come to him. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him, a promise of God in the Bible. James chapter 1, verse 5. Back to Matthew 11. Come unto me, come to the word, come to God in prayer. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come saying, what do you want me to do about this situation? How do you want me to go forward from today? What should I be doing? Verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. See, if you have the yoke of the world, you might think, well, I've got to keep up with the world. That is not going to be the way of God. But if you're willing to do it God's way, Jesus is meek and lowly in heart. He says, learn of me. Learn to put away that pride and having to keep up with the Joneses. Don't do that. That is the way of the world. That is going to be a path of darkness for you. One time my cleaning lady came to me and said, she wanted to ask me a question, and I said, okay. She said, don't you ever feel you have to keep up with the Joneses? I was really startled, and I said to her, no, no, I don't. But for years, I have been living in this thing of making yourself of no reputation and be of like mind to Jesus. Take upon yourself no reputation. That's in Philippians I believe it's chapter 2. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not think it necessary to be equal to God, but made himself of no reputation in order to follow God, and took upon himself the form of a servant, though he was a God. We don't have to Take on this thing of being great. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I saw that scripture, I suppose, 45 years ago, and began doing it. Turning to God in prayer, 
recognizing that the way of God is going to be easy, not hard, not a brick wall. I'm not going to have to keep up with the Joneses. I'm not going to have to rise to the top. I'm not going to have to have a new expensive car. And yet God gave me a new car. But I drove my old car for 25 years and was totally happy with it. So see, be content with the things that you have right now. Whatever you have right now, be content with it. God will give you all good things. But learn first to be content with what you have. It's a totally different way from the world. I see sometimes the television news, and they're talking at this period of time about the food banks and how people are coming to get food. People who've lost their jobs are coming to get food. And sometimes they will show the lines of cars as they are waiting to get the packages of food. And I always look carefully when I see the cars that people drive up in. I have yet to see an old car in the food line. Now, what does that tell me? These people are living in debt. They're not paying cash for a new car. They're going out there and getting it at 0% financing or something because that seems wise to them. But you see, it puts them in debt. And two or three years down the road, then what? And then the coronavirus comes and something else comes. Are you able to pay for it now? If so, that might be a way to go. But that's the only way I would go forward, is being able to pay for it now. I would not go in debt for it. And that includes housing. I never took out a mortgage. I never expected to have a house to live in. I was just going to rent an apartment because I could pay the rent. But God arranged for me to even have houses to live in before I moved to the home of this church member. We are at different points in life, but we all have the same way to get to the point where we're walking in the light of the word. So pursue it. Take that scripture where Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me will not walk in darkness, but has the light of life. See, go to God. Get for yourself the way of God through prayer. And then recognizing the wisdom is from God by using the criteria of James 3.17 and also Matthew 11 to evaluate the ideas that are from God. Go forward that way, walking in the light given you by God. And one time God gave me a prophecy, gave me a word saying, one step at a time, one step at a time, it is enough. This is a way you can go, go forward in the light of the word. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.